Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing I've called Serve, Who, How, and Where. Several responded to New Year's training course, particularly challenged by the desire to serve God. The question is, where to begin? How? And then, where? And who should we serve? As most of you know, I am a corporate pastor to an international company. I received this note several days ago. We would like to ask you to lead us into 2011 to learn and really start to listen and understand God's will and our purpose here on earth, individually and for our business. We discussed today that we believe it is to glorify God Almighty and to serve Him and His people. Now I know that is a mouthful, but we all really want to turn the table around in 2011 and change our way of thinking. 2011 will be the year to serve God. Please help us figure out what that really means because it is so easy to say, but so hard to put into action and to act on. Whoa! Well, in the last several years, I have watched this management team grow in intimacy with the Lord and with each other. Really, there is nothing like it this side of heaven. The discussion he references above was part of our weekly international conference call, one that I was unable to lead. You will note that the author recognizes that we are all given an individual purpose we are meant to fulfill in our earthly lives. He also rightly spoke that central to that purpose is serving God. But for the sake of those who need to back up a bit, we must go way back. You and I were created by God in the image of God for relationship with God. Wait, stop. Do you have a relationship with God? I mean, sure, you believe in him, but do you think he would recognize you as his child? Do you live in such a way as to please him? Not sure? Consider your relationship with your creator. Do you have your own relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you surrendered your will to his? For this is where you must begin in finding your purpose. If not, you're invited to do so now by praying a simple prayer of faith, something like this. Dear God, I want to know you more. I recognize that I sin regularly and that since no unholy thing will be in your presence, my sins must be covered. And Jesus Christ did that on the cross. Since I want to spend eternity with you, please forgive me of my sins and come and lead my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are part of the family of God. So welcome. Jesus said that the greatest commands were, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Accordingly, stepping into our God-given purpose involves serving others because we desire to serve God. Serving is first a heart attitude toward people, issuing forth from the second command above, that which said, love your neighbor as yourself. And then we actually demonstrate it. We cannot love well without humility because to love another 
means it can't always be about us. It means we are able to forget about ourselves for a little while. Think you are humble? Then may I ask you, how much time do you spend thinking about yourself? In Philippians chapter 2, Paul defines humility. Verses 4 through 7 read, Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Your attitude should be the same as Christ's. And what was that? Humble. And notice that right attitude emanates from right thinking. I don't think, though, just by thinking about it, we will be humble. We must practice it. From this passage, we see that Jesus Christ was willing to become a servant. Am I? Are you? What does it mean to serve? Jesus modeled greatness through service to others when he did not seek a public office, earn a degree, lead an army, or discover some scientific truth. Jesus' entire ministry was about service to his Father in heaven, service to his mission, service to his followers, and ultimately, service to those who came to save. Jesus was a great man because he was a servant. We acknowledge him as great because he lived beyond the noise of life and purposely lived to bring people closer to their creator. As Lord of all, he might have lived above us and demanded blind allegiance, but he served us in our misunderstanding, our selfishness, and our weakness. He saw what we needed and helped us. He knew where we needed to be and took us there with great love and respect for us. So service is the outpouring of the heart surrendered to God and willing to be submissive to him by serving others. If you'd like to read this, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on morning briefings, and the title is Serve Who? How? Where?